Hello again, everybody. I am the Common Sense American, and I will be attempting to inject a dose of common sense into your lives on a weekly basis, as I have been doing for some time. Some of you well know that. Uh, this week, I want to talk about one of the topics that has led more than a few Democrat leaders to be arrested in the past few weeks because they are continually protesting the common sense voting laws that the GOP is trying to get through. I really want to talk about that, but first uh, let me just add a little follow-up to last week's podcast uh, regarding the ongoing pandemic and uh, and everything involved with it. Now we're seeing that uh, mandates are coming down, and I said this was going to be coming. I think a lot of us uh, saw this coming. We predicted it. Uh, when people are not quote unquote falling in line and you know lining up to take the vaccine, they're just going to clamp down even harder and uh, you know they're just going to bypass the face masks and social distancing guidelines and say that's it you need to get the jab or that you know you're not going to be able to do anything. You won't be able to have a job, you won't have a driver's license, you won't be able to do anything. Um, that this is just the start. Um, New York City is the first city to uh, require that gyms and restaurants proof of vaccination. Uh, I think they're doing the same thing in L.A. Uh, that's It will start in the blue cities and states, of course, um, but will continue to spread. I think, unless it's federally mandated, which will be difficult for them to get through, uh, those of you lucky enough to be in a pretty solid red state might be free of this. Um, it's hard to say. But given the Biden administration's increasingly aggressive stance on this, who knows? There's no way to know. This is not a vaccine. This is an experimental drug. A vaccine, this is not. A vaccine is something like the measles, the mumps, polio, things that we take that fend this off for life, fend whatever that disease is off. It can specifically target the disease when it comes in and stops it. We are not able to do that yet. This is like a flu shot. This is the best guess that they've got and try and stop it. And as we are seeing... In many cases, breakthrough infections only, almost exclusively, involve those who had the vaccine, not those who got this disease. You got this disease, it's a very slim chance you're getting any of the variants. And they well know it, but they don't want to say it because they can't push their precious drug and they can't push their precious agenda by admitting it. Anyway, the mandating is probably going to come and continue to come. There, there's no way around it. It's going to be there for travel. There's just nothing we can do about it at this point. Um, it is not a deadly variant that we're looking at. It is a highly contagious one, but, uh, obviously, obviously the vaccines don't, don't, uh, protect against this all that well. They are walking this back and like crazy. They've been doing this for the past few weeks because the statistics make it plain that that having the vaccine doesn't mean you won't get it. All it really means is you won't be, it's, it's less likely that it will be serious if you get it which I suppose is a bonus, and I'm sure it is for many people, especially the elderly. Um, but that's all it really is. You will still get this thing with your vaccine. The, the effectiveness does wear off over time. They're seeing that. It wears off a lot faster than natural antibodies. It is, it is nowhere near as effective as guarding against other strains as natural antibodies. All this will come out in the future, but not before these mandates, mandates have come down. Anyway, getting back to the voting issue, uh, which continues to be a hot topic and will continue to be uh, in the near future, especially when the 2022 midterms start 
coming up again and uh, again the presidential election in 2024. If you really look at some of these laws and legislation that both sides are trying to push through, it doesn't make any sense. As usual, the leftists don't, there's no, I have no clue what, what their basis for thinking is. Um, let me, let me present something to you. It's, it's a very simple anecdotal situation. It's a hypothetical. If I go to a country and I sneak in, uh, I'm there illegally. I have not respected their immigration or citizenship laws. I don't know anything about that country. Um, I, you know, I'm obviously there uh, to get something for nothing because the place I'm coming from is a crap hole. And um, yes, we can say, all right, where I'm going to a better place and maybe I'm there to work hard and work my way up. And maybe that's the case. But the bottom line is I just got there. I'm there illegally. Nobody has any idea who I am. And I have not proven in any way that I know anything about the country. Uh, and again, I have not respected any of the laws uh, at all. Uh, I've not made any effort to adapt and assimilate. I have no right to cast a vote. Nobody does. In any country, anywhere on, in, in the planet, no one. You do this, you're, no. If you look at immigration and citizenship law in other countries and compare it to ours, you will be bowled over. You will be stunned. We have the weakest, most lax rules in place for immigration and citizenship, almost to the point where it doesn't matter if you flout them because they're not enforced anyway. You try to emigrate to other countries. Not only is it incredibly difficult, sometimes it's absolutely impossible if you cannot prove that you already have a job lined up. If you cannot prove within a certain amount of time that you are adapting and assimilating to that country and, and adapting to its ways and learning its history and learning its language, these are all commonplace things in most civilized countries around the world. And we are the only ones not doing it. And there's no reason why. And as you can tell, we're, we are now, because of that, when that happens, and I've made this point in the past, you are only going to attract the lowest of the low. And that's who we're attracting. The deadbeats of the planet. Those who want to take advantage, those who want to bleed the system dry because that's what they're here for. When you give somebody something for nothing and you demand nothing of them, and there are zero consequences for flouting every single law that that country has and just wandering on in and getting everything for free. Medical assistance, job opportunities, which you shouldn't even have being illegal, and yet now we're talking that the Biden administration wants to hire them. Bottom line is, and I've said this before, is they don't want citizenship or immigration law of any kind, and they don't want borders of any kind. That doesn't work, that can't work, and every other country is so stunned that we're even considering it. There, we're a laughingstock. We're a laughingstock in a lot of ways, unfortunately, uh, in, in the eyes of many other countries. But like I said, take a look around. Say you want to get the hell out of here. I don't blame you. Say you want to get out. You want to emigrate to another country. Say you want to go to, I don't know, Switzerland, Japan, Australia, whatever. Pick one. Pick a, and I'm not, you know, I don't mean Iraq or, or Malaysia or certain parts of the country that are definitely not going to be that difficult to get into. But even then, you'll be surprised at just how much they look at the people who come in their country compared to us. 
But really, any of the normal first world countries around the world, from Asia to Europe, take a look. You will see just what you need to do. We don't do any of it. None. We don't require them to speak a certain language in a certain amount of time. We don't require them to know anything. We don't require them to have jobs. We don't require them to have not a criminal record. We don't, none of this. And now we're being told that we're not supposed to care. We're not even allowed to ask because I guess it's racist. Doesn't really matter where you come from. Other countries care. They care a lot because they know how much of an impact it has on, the, on, on their nation as we should as well. The billions wasted on, on welfare for immigrants and illegal immigrants especially, on medical coverage, on everything from food stamps to all these programs, federal programs designed to help. You know, it's, it's disgusting to me that somebody can be an illegal and get in here and have better medical coverage than me because all medical coverage for the, our poor, you know, the poor slobs that have to actually work for a living, we, our plans suck. Unless you work for the state or government, and by the way, you people are the most privileged humans alive if you don't know it yet. Everyone else who doesn't, the plans suck. They're absolutely atrocious. The fact that I have to pay for everyone else, which is what we're doing, it's socialized medicine. The fact, the reason why the premiums are so freaking high is because we have to pay for everyone else who doesn't have it, and that includes millions of people who aren't supposed to be here. This is just straight up math, in fact. It doesn't matter who they are, where they come from, this is just the way it is. Not to mention the fact that the majority of them are on some form of assistance. 60 to 75% in general within the first few years are taking forms of assistance. And they're not even supposed to be here. I'm not talking about legal migrants. I'm talking about illegals. How they get these things is beyond me, but they do, as the numbers prove. Go ahead, try and go somewhere else. See what you get. You'll get kicked out is what you'll get. You'll either get jailed or you'll get kicked out. And it'll be fast. Most time, you won't even get in the country. They have laws. They have barriers. They have an existing country. And to have an existing functioning country, you need these laws in place. I am not allowed to cast a vote if I go somewhere and I'm not supposed to be there in the first place. And you can't identify who I am. I have no idea at all. What makes you think I deserve the right to vote? I have no say. This is a very simple situation. You have earned a right to say how you want the country to be run when you're part of the country and not before, not a second before. These voting laws that they want in place simply include things like voter ID. And the lamest excuses coming from the left, especially the one, what was that, a month ago, was it Harris? Said, you know, something about people in rural parts don't have access to photocopy or something. These people are so sadly out of touch and so pathetic. These are the excuses that, that they give. Bottom line is, you can absolutely prove who you are and get what you need to get to vote. Every single person can. It's not hard. A monkey could do it. It's not a complicated process. It's overly complicated for what it is, but it's certainly not difficult to negotiate. I'm starting to see, you know, commercials that are all in Spanish. I'm starting to realize that we do nothing to force the people that come into this country to actually be part of this country, that we don't care. The idea that you can create a country out of a hodgepodge of, of the entire planet doesn't work. Now, 
I am not against immigration. In fact, we, we've proven we need it. All countries need it to some extent. Although that's in question for some, a lot of countries to come back and say, you know what, we don't. Um, but I, I believe that we do. I believe that I think it's a good thing. Uh, Donald Trump was never against immigration. None of the Republicans ever were. They were against illegal immigration. That's all it is. Now, we do need that, and I think it's important to have. And it is, I'm not talking about discriminating against people for where they come from or their color of their skin or who they worship or whatever. That isn't the point. What the point is, is that we have seen over the course of years that homogeneous societies tend to fare much better um, in the long run. When you, you start to accept the idea that everybody from around the world is welcome at all times, doesn't matter who they are, what they are, where they come from, and we're not going to get in their way for any reason. A, you're going to attract the lowest of the low. You're going to dissuade the cream of the crop because they don't really want any part of that. They'd rather not be rubbing elbows with the worst of the worst this planet has to offer, so they're not going to show up, and they're not going to produce for your country. Instead, we're going to get people who show up and don't produce, or at the, you know, the most will be just bear workers that don't do much in the long run. We need them, yes, but what are we really getting in the long run? What are, what are we absolutely getting? And homogeneous societies have proven that there is a bonus to that. And I don't really see the problem with having countries that are that have distinct, well-defined heritage that has a certain kind of people there. What is wrong with that? It makes the world interesting. It makes you want to travel to those places and visit if every single country around the world is just slammed with a, 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 a smattering of everybody around the globe, there will be no distinctness left. There will be no uniqueness left. All the countries will feel the same. Everything will be spilled all over the place. There will be nothing left. There will be no heritage. and Everybody will be screaming at the tops of their lungs, we should let everybody in because racism and discrimination. And... But what have you got left? You have nothing. We have no heritage. You can't have everybody from around the world have the same heritage, the same sort of uh, history of a country, the same ethics, the same sort of thing. It works better when everyone is galvanized in one way. And it's not a certain, it's not a negative thing. We showed this in the first part of, uh, of the 20th century, especially leading into the World Wars, where uh, the galvanization of the country and, and the populace, 94% were, were for World War II for us participating in it and understanding the importance of it. You, you never see that level of uh, you, uh, unanimous consent among the populace ever anymore. Christianity was the religion and it worked. People you know, this is this is the way the country moved forward. Everybody was sort of moving in one direction. When you have everyone splitting off and going in a hundred different directions, it doesn't work as well. No matter what you want to do, no matter how compassionate you think you are, it doesn't work as well, and I don't see the problem. If one country wants to be a certain way, so long as they're not imp impeding human rights, and they say this is sort of our primary religion, this is the primary sort of people we have here, this is our heritage, this is our history, like it or not, this is who we are. We're not going to change for the outsiders for no reason whatsoever other than to accept them to get in here. We like who we are. If you don't like it, you don't have to be here. Other countries can do differently. That's perfectly fine. So long as you're not starting wars and, and participating in nasty things like human trafficking and doing all you know the things that you're not supposed to be doing, there's no problem with having a unique oneness. 
I never understood why that's a bad thing. And we see that in lots of places, and it works very, very well. I'm just saying that we need to have a sense of unity, and it's very difficult to have a sense of unity when all we do is continually preach that there can be no single American way, and there really needs to be because we lose an identity for the country. There can be no unity without a national identity, and we don't have one anymore. The countries that do fare better. When we did, we were on top of the heap. Voting rights are about citizens speaking their mind, not random travelers from all corners of the earth showing up and venting their opinion, which makes no sense. You are not supposed to be, you have not earned the right. It is a right to vote in an election in the nation in which you reside. If you don't reside in it legally, you don't have a right to cast an opinion. This is just common sense. There is nothing standing in the way of black people getting a chance to vote. Nothing at all. Nothing is stopping them from having an ID. Nothing is making it more difficult for them. And to imply that it's more difficult for them is to be insanely racist because you're saying they're too stupid to figure it out. And many black people and people of color in general have been railing against this for a very long time. They've been sick of Democrats insulting them at every turn and saying, yeah, you know what? You can you pretend that you're for us, but all you do with every word out of your mouths is insult us and insult our intelligence and insult our capability. You think we can't handle, be, you know, casting a vote. And it's insulting to people who come here, too. It's saying you can't find a way to negotiate the, uh, the immigration process. You can't find a way to come here legally. Bull crap. We have the weakest, easiest process on the planet. If they can't do that... They can barely function as a human being. We demand the barest minimum from these people. A fraction of what other countries demand of people who wish to come and live there. We can't get any more lax. It's impossible. Again, without unless we completely eliminate citizenship and immigration law, which obviously is what they're gunning for. And no one there's no country that says that works. They're not even willing to try it. They know how disastrous it could be. And has been. This doesn't work. You don't have borders. You have a mess. And we have a mess. Voting rights are rights that are earned. They're not given. They're not... A, as far as I'm concerned, it's, you know, it's just like driving a car. You need to have a license for it. You're a resident here? Great. Can you do it? Good. Do you, have you understood this country and its history? Fine. You can vote. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what job you hold. I don't care where you came from. I don't care what God you worship. You need to be part of this country. You need to prove that you're part of this country. It's not a complicated issue. It really isn't. And once again, I find myself completely incapable of understanding the other side because there doesn't appear to be another side. It's just insanity. It's, it's beyond illogical. It's beyond not making any sense. This is what happens when emotion takes over, as it has taken over the entire Democrat Party in the past decade. They stopped using their brains a long time ago, and this is what happens when emotion kicks in and overrides everything. Compassion is all that matters. Doesn't matter who they are. Doesn't matter what their past is. They could be a homicidal maniac or raped a nun. We'll still give them everything. 
and we'll defend it on top of that. It's it's not just mind-boggling. It's 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 depressing and it's frightening because it gets so much there are so many people who adopt it. It would be one thing if there were a few whack jobs on the far left screaming about this and they only had a very small following. They don't really get a lot of traction and nobody's seriously entertaining these insane ideas as being law, but that's not the case. There are millions of people in this country who support this nonsense, dangerous nonsense, and they will swear up and down that it's the right thing to do without anything, any form of statistic or logic to back them up. Nothing. From border statistics to migrant statistics to other countries' statistics, there is nothing that says that no barriers, no citizenship law, no immigration law is a good thing. I guess, once again, I find myself at a loss as to what the other side means and, under, and says. It's like they're speaking a different language. And I, I, again, it, it, makes you, it makes you want to leave. It makes you think that there's some sort of plague or virus that's sweeping the nation. And every time you hear these people, and you notice they're really hostile about it, they're nasty. It's like spittle was flying out of their mouths while they're screaming at you about I don't know. I'm not even sure what they're screaming about anymore, and I'm not sure they are either. They're nasty, they're hostile, they're bitter, they're resentful, they're hateful. And at the same time, they're preaching unity. Okay. Maybe I can find unity somewhere else uh, where they actually have, you know, laws. But in the meantime, I just wanted to get that out there. I wanted people to hear it. Uh, I imagine some of you probably feel the same way. I'm just giving vent to what a lot of people think. I, I don't think I'm unique in any way. I don't think there's anything uh, especially original about my thought process here. Um, but we often feel silenced and and uh, repressed. And of course we are. We're, 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 our voices are suppressed on a daily basis. We feel that way. We feel it in social media. We feel it in newspapers. We feel it in entertainment. They're not listening to anything but the far left crowd, and that's the only thing they're pushing. Hence, it makes it seem even more like the freaking Twilight Zone. So I understand it. And this is why I do what I do. I just sort of speak out. Again, uh, feel free to listen to other episodes of my podcast. I do it once a week. It's entirely free. I don't put in any ads. I don't ask for your email or any other personal information, and I don't do explicit content. I think we have enough of that in the world already. Um, so that's it for me. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and I look forward to seeing you again next time. Thank you.